Welcome to Latch On, a Novant Health podcast featuring baby-friendly breastfeeding content for women at all stages of their journey in motherhood. I'm Gina DiPietro, and I'll be your host for this series. Novant Health is a baby-friendly USA hospital where we consider breastfeeding to be the norm. You'll get the scoop on the benefits of breastfeeding both for mom and baby, skin-to-skin contact, positioning and latching, how to navigate your postpartum experience, and much more. If you're family planning or expanding your family, this is the podcast for you. Stay tuned. I'm here with Danette Anderson, a lactation consultant at Novant Health Pediatrics Symphony Park in Charlotte. She has more than 10 years of experience in this industry, and she'll be weighing in on the risks and impact on the baby from feeding anything other than breast milk. Thanks for joining us, Danette. Hi, thank you, Gina. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So what are you able to tell us about this topic? What would be the implications of feeding an infant something other than breast milk? First, I'd like to start off by saying that each mother's breastfeeding journey can look different from the other. I've worked with patients, like you said, for over 10 years in lactation, and a lot of moms have come to me and they have told me that they had more anxiety about breastfeeding than they did about labor and delivery. So that was a really big eye opener for me, you know, seeing about how worried these moms are. Because for some moms, you know, breastfeeding, it comes very natural and there's little to no issues. And then for other moms, it can be very challenging, which can be, you know, emotionally and physically draining. So I think it's important to recognize every mom who is breastfed, whether it's been for one day or for one year. And so um, with that being said, I would like to first talk about some of the benefits of providing breast milk to the infant. And we know that breast milk is abundant in nutrients and antibodies. So it's going to help protect baby from certain bacteria that can cause viruses and infections. It can reduce the risk of ear infections, respiratory infections, intestinal disease, SIDS, asthma, allergies, diabetes, certain childhood cancers like leukemia, and obesity. So as you can see, all of those benefits, that's why it's recommended to feed babies breast milk because it's very healthy for them. Unfortunately, there are times that we do have to supplement with formula, whether it be a medical indication or some moms choose to do it for other reasons. So some of those medical indications would be an infant has lost too much weight. And so whenever we think about that in the hospital, you know, where the weights are being checked daily. And if we see that that baby's losing too much weight or they're not having enough urine or stool output, And then that nurse practitioner may may put an order in to start supplementing if the mom's milk hasn't come in yet. We also may supplement with formula if the baby has a low blood sugar and it cannot be stabilized by breastfeeding alone. If the baby's breastfeeding poorly, we would, once again, mom's milk is not in, that order may be placed to supplement. A lot of these can be seen both inpatient and in the outpatient setting. And so, you know, there are things that we can do as lactation consultants to help mom during this time. What we would do to help protect her milk supply and establish that is to initiate pumping. Because if a baby's breastfeeding poorly, for example, a baby who has jaundice, they're sleepier at the breast, so they don't really feed that well. And so we may have to start supplementing with formula and that baby may go under light therapy and the baby's not feeding well. So we want to get pumping initiated to make sure that 
Mom is getting frequent stimulation to her breast to help establish and maintain that milk supply until we know the baby is breastfeeding efficiently. There are other reasons that, you know, some moms choose or parents choose to supplement with formula for various reasons. You know, mom may want help from her partner and she feels like it's all on her. The responsibility is on her, but she doesn't want to pump. She would maybe like to put the baby to the breast and the other, some feedings, the partner gives the formula or vice versa. She may just want to pump only and have her partner give formula. So there are many reasons why supplementation may be required or chosen. And so we know that early introduction of bottles can impact breastfeeding. And the reason for that is because when you give a baby a bottle, it's very easy for them. The flow is constant. It's easy for the baby to get the milk from the bottle. And in the early days, whenever before the mom's milk comes in, and the colostrum for some women, it's lower in volume. And so the baby has to work a little bit harder. So the baby may become lazy at the breast and not really feed that well or start to get a little bit frustrated at the breast because they've gotten now used to that bottle of it's, it's easy. And so they may get frustrated and not feed well. So with lactation, what we would do is we would initiate pumping, whether that be in the hospital setting or outpatient setting. We're going to set up a pump for mom. We're going to start her pumping and put her on a feeding plan to make sure she's getting that adequate stimulation she needs to establish a good milk supply for her baby. One of the implications of feeding a child something other than breast milk, it could also reduce mom's milk supply. Is that correct? That is correct. So, and that's why we would initiate pumping because if you have a baby that is being fed formula for the reasons that we discussed and is not feeding well at the breast, then yes, that can impact her milk coming in and it can also impact her maintaining that milk supply. It's important for a mom to have frequent stimulation at the breast, whether that be by baby or by the pump, at least eight times in a 24-hour period. If the baby's not doing that, then we would want the pump to do that to get her milk supply established. Who can a mom talk to to get her options prior to making a final decision about breastfeeding? It's my understanding that women tend to make these decisions pretty early on in their pregnancy. And so I'm curious what resources might be available for them to kind of talk through some of this information. Definitely, we would recommend them to speak with their OBGYN. And so they're going to have several appointments with them throughout their pregnancy. So their doctors are there to support them. They're also going to schedule an appointment with their pediatrician. And so they're going to meet the pediatrician prior to the baby being born to decide what office they want to go to, who they want their primary care physician to be. And they can speak with them about the benefits of breastfeeding. Of course, they're going to speak with family and friends and, you know, get some opinions from there. And then we also encourage them to attend a breastfeeding class that Novon Health has prenatal breastfeeding classes to attend so they can learn information from there. And then of course, calling a lactation consultant and speaking with them, whether that be at their pediatrician's office or through the hospital, Novon Health has outpatient breastfeeding support as well as inpatient breastfeeding support. So they can speak with a lactation consultant over the phone or do a virtual visit with her. 
and then just, you know, gather as much information as she can to make an informed decision. Great. Well, Danette, thank you so much. You're welcome. Gina DiPietro again. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Latch On. It's our goal to deliver evidence-based content about this important topic of breastfeeding. For more information about the Baby Friendly Hospital Initiative, log on to babyfriendlyusa.org. In the meantime, you can find Latch On under the Parenting 101 channel of the Novant Health Podcast family. There's tons of great content there, so feel free to browse around. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.